It's always a good time when I got my boy Pauly Mack with me. We're going to get into it. We're talking Team USA. They just lost and previewing the Golden State Warriors next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started my guest this morning he's too cool for social media but you can listen to him five days a week hosting one of those popular <laughs> shows in the country the murph and max show on KNBR in san francisco paul mccaffrey how are you doing my brother oh. how do you get up so early every day god damn this is early man for uh, me no, bro. oh dude and by the way you know what's crazy it's early for cyrus and for me it's actually getting late this is like yeah, the yeah. Of, this, it's like the end of nap time winter. we're coming up on nap time for you uh, yeah. so yeah how dude how are you doing man and like we're, we're recording this on friday at like 10 a.m yeah and uh it's friday september 8th jesus yeah. where's life going um so Dude, you you surprised me with this news. I didn't know Team USA was going to play this morning. I thought it was tomorrow for some reason. I'm not following Team USA as closely as I should. But they just lost. Yeah. And I'm looking right now. They lost to Germany, man, in the semifinals. So they're not going to get gold. They lose 113-111. And I'm looking at the box score right now, dude. And I want to start on this topic, Paulie. Yeah. Besides telling myself and the audience how the hell you've been Tell us about the morning show. But yeah. what are your thoughts on Steve Kerr and the fact that like he just doesn't seem to like bigs anymore, man? I'm looking at the box score right now of this game. Walker Kessler, their only like true natural center, didn't even play. Paolo Benchero, 17 minutes. Uh, Brandon Ingram did not play at all. Cam Johnson only played four minutes. Uh, it's like so they went with this like super small lineup for most of the game. They get uh, beaten on the offensive glass by five. They got out rebounded uh, overall 30 to 28. They lose this game by two. What what do you think is going on with Steve Kerr, man? Why does he hate big players now, dude? Like he turned into Don Nelson. How it's you doing? A, it, it's a good question, Cyrus. And, and like yourself, I got to be honest and say I didn't see the game live because Murph and I were in the middle of our show. But I had the the scoreboard up with the ticker, so I was getting updates as the game unfolded. And it was it was not. I mean, Germany had a lead pretty much for the for the final. I don't know, ten minutes or so of the, of the second half, and it just didn't feel good. The U.S. was down by five. They were down by seven. They finally cut it to two, and then time ran out. I can't speak about why Steve Kerr is seems to have an opposition to throwing a big out there, especially when you have Brandon Ingram just sitting on the bench. I like Brandon Ingram. I think he's really developed into a pretty good NBA player. That's the kind of guy I would throw on the floor if they did need size. But all I know, Cyrus, is anytime the U.S. loses on the world stage in basketball, I feel like it's – I hate to be like this dramatic – but it is an embarrassment. Like yes. that's we should be going out there wiping the floor with essentially any other country that wants to come our way. Now, to Agreed. be fair, Cyrus, would you say I'll ask you a question? Like, I, I it doesn't appear to me that like Steve Kerr was armed with the best players he could go over there with. So 
Would you give him any lee, uh, leeway just considering the roster he had? No, no. And, yeah. and why yeah. is because I'm I'm looking at like all the players on the roster who played in this game that they lost. Yeah. And like the only bit like so Jaron Jackson Jr. is the is the only other big that I didn't mention. And Jaron Jackson Jr. played 19 minutes. Who played more than him? Jalen Brunson, who's small. Anthony Edwards, who's small. Josh Hart, who has become like their power forward for some yeah. reason. He yeah. played more minutes. Mikhail Bridges, who's a wing, played more. Tyrese Halliburton, who's a point guard, played more. Austin Reeves played more. Like he just did. No, I, I, I will put some blame on Steve Kerr for this because he has the subversion of bigs and none of his bigs played. And when you look at the, the number of NBA players between these two teams, I mean, Germany's coming in with uh, Daniel Teese, who's a big oh, as yeah. his center, uh, but oh, then yeah. Dennis Schroeder, Franz Wagner, I mean, and Mo Wagner. Those are the extent of your NBA players, man. So I'm with you. you U.S. should have won. The U.S. Well, should have won. Cyrus, let, let me ask you another question because it is interesting. I haven't really thought about it, it uh, like through this lens that you're talking about where Steve Kerr seems to be like ha have some kind of aversion to bigs. With that in mind and with that being said, are you – and I don't know how I feel. I have like mixed feelings about this, but how do you feel? Because I don't know that we've spoken about this since it went down, and I realized right. it was a while ago, but were you of the belief that maybe the, the uh, Warriors should have held on to James Wiseman? They're only really true big I've seen come through here maybe since, I mean, Zaza, who, who was good enough to win a title with the Warriors. But to have a young big like that and ship him out made me slightly nervous. I don't know. What what was your feeling on that that whole situation? Well, I mean, we heard Bob Myers last year complain publicly. This isn't even like something that you and I are, are applying conjecture to. We're not applying yeah. our own opinion to. Bob Myers publicly blasted Steve Kerr last year. For his aversion to playing bigs, he had a, he made a public uh, statement at a press conference where he said something, and and, and don't quote me yeah, verbatim, yeah. I'm paraphrasing, okay. but he said something to the to the extent of what's the point of us bringing in a big here if our coach is never going to play him, right? Wow. And then you look at wow. the James Wiseman thing. I don't have a strong opinion in terms of whether or not Wiseman would have been good, is going to be good. I don't know, man. But the fact that we never saw him play real minutes yeah. that bothers me a little bit. You know, yeah. like the fact that we never really got. A proper sample size to judge the man uh, uh, gives me pause. Um, you know, like like the last time we saw James Wiseman play real minutes, it was like a like I think like an eight minute outing last Christmas where they beat the Grizzlies. That was like a, a marquee game at the time because John Morant last summer was talking about that Christmas game. It comes up that uh, James Wiseman plays great in this game. They simplified things for him. All he did was play defense and rebound, and he did a, a solid job doing that. And then we never saw him again. He got traded soon after. I, Dude, I don't know what's going on, man. Well, what are your thoughts on Mike Dunleavy Jr., by the way, dude? What's your first impression of him? Uh, that That's a great question. Now, again, they, it you. sounds like within inside the building, they think he's the right guy. Apparently, he's very polished. I guess it's become important now in the NBA, and it does make sense, with the players having so much power now to basically dictate, like, I don't want to play here anymore. Get me out of here. Or, yeah. or <laughs> I want to go. I want to go play with Kyrie or whatever the case is. The players have a very loud voice now. Yes, they do. And I, and I think with that in mind, they think that Dunleavy is a guy that can communicate with the players like on their level, like where they won't view Dunleavy as just another suit and tie. I think that's the hope. We got to wait and see how this thing plays out. But let me go back to the big. I got one more thing on bigs. Please, for you dude, please. I actually have a concern. Now, I expect the Warriors to have a, a very good year. I think you're going to okay. see a, a very focused kind of effort from the jump this year, where last year they were just kind of giving games away. They're very lazy about wins and losses until it got too late. 
Yep. And then they couldn't put it together. But Cyrus, you know what concerns me? Even with a hyper-focused Warriors team, let's say they have a good season and go north of 50 wins. I am concerned about what happens. Like, what is the Warriors' answer to a big like the Joker? Like the joke, it's his league right now. It's his league. And no one has an answer for the for the Joker. And I wonder when the Warriors have that matchup again, because it probably would happen in the playoffs. What's the answer for for the Joker? Like, where is how do they combat that size with what they have? Dude, there's a few teams out there that have been like like first of all, Nikola Jokic has been an exceptional player, man. One of, if not the best players in the NBA over the last few years. Great. He's just got a ring. Like, I, on this show, emphasize the the drastic importance of world championship experience as, you know, an attribute, as a variable for a player being just, you know, uh, successful in this game. He just added a ring. So he's he's better than he's ever been coming into the next year. And I'm expressing the exact same concerns you do. Like, JaVale McGee was just available on the free agent market. The Warriors didn't do a thing. I don't, to me, the Warriors are a player short right now. I'm with you. I don't know what the answer is for Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis. The end of game answer is Draymond Green, right? Like Draymond has proven he can do it, but you can't play him on these other bigs for the entirety of the game, dude. He's going to wear out. He's going to get into foul trouble. So I, I don't know what the answer is, bro. I, I like like Trace Jackson Davis is a rookie. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're putting that impetus on him, that's kind of crazy. Uh, Dario Sharch has never been a defensive specialist, but dude, you host the morning show at KNBR. What do yeah. you folks say, man? You're as insider as they get. What well, are your feelings on this, bro? Like, I'm with you. I'm concerned. What are, What are your thoughts on this in the in the big picture? Well, like I said, I do think you're going to see like a kind of a resetting of focus with the big dogs. Like, I right, think you're going right. to see it from Steph. I think you're going to see it from Draymond, and from there. I think the rest of the team will pick up on that, that they're not going to mess around in the regular season again. I really mean that. I think you're going to see a much better regular season from this team. And I think they also realize home court is important. You can't just waltz into another gym. These guys are getting older. Uh, I think Clay Thompson is set up to have a better year than he had last year. But again, it's the pieces around the big three that I start to wonder about. Because as, as again, we just talked about, as it stands right now, Cyrus, I don't think they have an answer for Jokovic. I don't for Jokovic. And and I'm not sure that you can out Joker the Joker by going small. I don't know no. that that's, that that's going to work. And it also, you know, it's interesting, Cyrus, you look back two years ago when the Warriors won their title against Boston. It, to my recollection, they actually got through Denver rather handily. What was that, a six-game series? I think Denver five. got through. It was or five. five. Thank you. It was yeah. five. So you look back at that and you say like, okay, well, how did the Warriors get it done that year? And what don't they have now that they had then? Because that would be a good reference point to say, well, they have beaten them in the postseason, but as currently constructed, I don't know that you can see that again, unless they bring in some help or unless some personnel changes come. I don't know that they can. I don't. I'm with you, dude. And when we, when we come back, I'm going to add to that because I've been thinking about that a lot. It's like what happened in 2022 that the Warriors won the title and what's changed? I've been thinking about that. And I want to add on to what you just said there. Okay. And, and obviously pick your brain because uh, about Steve Kerr. Um, because look, man, the, the Warriors have have put pushed all their chips in on the Steve Kerr side of the table, man. Like, like they believe in him. He won this proxy battle behind the scenes with Bob Myers. I mean, Myers is gone. Steve Kerr's show. Um, yeah. So I'm going to pick your brain on that. we got a lot more to talk about after we get to, to, to FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And look, man, it is football season right now. 
We just had our first NFL game of the season last night. The, the Lions pulling off a huge upset in KC over the Chiefs. But, bro, look, we're in the Bay Area, man. This is all about the 49ers. Uh, I believe they're in Pittsburgh for the season opener. Um, dude, you are, you're the flagship station of the San Francisco 49ers. I know right now this is much more in your wheelhouse in terms of a subject matter. Yeah. How are you feeling, bro? About How are you feeling about Sunday, dude? How are you well, feeling about the Niners? And, 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 and include the gambling aspect of it because that's all people talk about now. Your thoughts? I, I will. So, first of all, it's really interesting. I feel really good about the 49ers this year. I know they have, there's a two-and-a-half-point spread in this game where the Niners are road favorites. They're giving Pittsburgh two-and-a-half. I always go into any game against the Mike Tomlin coach team with a lot of respect and uh-huh. a lot of caution. Now, Pittsburgh isn't flashy, but they know how to compete. And Mike Tomlin's guys are always prepared. But you know what, dude? When you look at the weapons the Niners are coming with now, like Brandon Ayuk, by the way, led the team in receptions, led the team in touchdowns last year. So you got to account for Brandon Ayuk. I think Debo Samuel is going to have a really good year. He was unhappy with the way he performed last year, as he should be. So I think Debo is going to be a problem for Pittsburgh. Ayuk is a problem. Here comes George Kittle. There's Christian McCaffrey. Oh, by the way, we got Elijah Mitchell. They just, I think they have too many weapons for the Steelers to contend. So I like the Niners on the road. I'll give them the two and a half. I feel like it's like a 20 to 13 kind of game where the Niners get out of there with a win. But I got a quick funny story for you, Cyrus, about about Bob Myers and the 49ers. And I only learned this today. This is really wild. So we had a conversation with John Lynch today, and he was saying, we're talking about the Nick Bosa signing and how long it went on for and whether or not he got nervous. You wonder something really crazy? Uh, John Lynch told us on the air today that he had a really meaningful conversation with Bob Myers during the holdout about how how to cope with it, how to get the deal done, and how to finally get the guy signed. And, he, and and John Lynch said Bob Myers was like an invaluable resource in that whole process, just like as a confidant, just as a guy to talk to. And I thought, I thought that was really interesting. He said Bob Myers called him and said, hey, let's talk about this, and maybe I can help you out a little bit. And I don't know, I just want to tip my cap to Bob because apparently he had his hands in the mix there getting Bosa re-signed. Pretty cool. That is cool, man. Bob Myers is going to be on the NBA countdown uh, panel this coming season. I, I feel like I feel like the Warriors are going to miss him, man. I mean, when it comes to personal relationships, like, like Bob is who Draymond would always respect and listen to and go to. Like, yep. That's going to be missing this season for the Warriors, man. That that Nick Bosa story doesn't surprise me at all, man. It just goes to show how how, how solid and high quality Bob Myers is when it comes to personal relationships, right? Like yeah. he's a savant in the communications uh field so doesn't surprise me but thank you for that nugget dude that little breaking news right there yeah yeah and look this the the FanDuel Sportsbook has a 49ers favored by two and a half you heard what Paulie just said go with the Niners minus two and a half do you have a an opinion on the over under which uh the FanDuel Sportsbook is listing at 41 and a half uh any opinions there any thoughts my gut feeling I'm always a little less comfortable trying to predict uh point totals and overs and unders but if i had to i might take the under in this one i i think that maybe high 30s will be scored i don't know if they're going over 40 that's just me cyrus i go under right. yeah yeah no, there you go that's all you, you could ask for is just you know your thoughts and that was paulie's right there recur- uh, referring to the 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 the, the line the over under of niners and steelers and look yeah. what you want to bet on get ready for the nfl season with incredible offers from FanDuel, america's number one sports book right now New customers can bet $5 and get 
200 back in bonus bets. Nice. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> no, that was, I stole that from Barkley. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off. The NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Uh, we, obviously, we're going to have a lot more to, to, to cover on this program. I'm going to follow up this show with another detailing Team USA's uh, surprising loss to Germany in the semifinals. But right now, I got Paul McCaffrey, host of the Murph and Mac show on KNBR, one of the biggest morning shows in the entire country. And Paulie, he, I want to I want to share with you my my concern, and let me know okay. if you, yeah you feel this or not. My concern okay. is that the Warriors have gone all in on Steve Kerr. And I've become synonymous with with being maybe a little overly critical of Steve Kerr. And I don't I don't want to be like a Steve Kerr hater. That's the last thing I want to do. I like Steve Kerr as a person. I love him. I'm not asking for his head. Right. Uh, for a brief moment there after last season, I was upset because I feel like he, he bungled management of uh, personnel and the rosters. I, I still can't believe that Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb were getting minutes over Kaminga and Moody, but I digress. But I'm concerned that the team has gone all in on Steve Kerr and the small ball thing is is a huge concern. I feel like the reason why the Warriors aren't getting bigs is because Kerr uh, believes that smaller players give you more speed and give you more versatility. In fact, Brian Windhorst, I saw him actually uh, write that in an article recently in terms of why Steve Kerr loves these small ball lineups. That's always a big question, right? Why? Like, why do you love these small teams? Well, in this one article just recently, uh, what Brian Windhorst wrote is because Steve Kerr feels when you're smaller, you're also faster. And you also have more versatility on both sides of the ball. But, dude, it's basketball. Like, it's a fundamental old-school thing. Bigs give you easy baskets. Bigs make it harder for other teams to score inside. It's just a fundamental advantage to have taller players in basketball. What is your theory on why Steve Kerr just hates playing bigs? Or at least he's not very, like, he doesn't have an affinity for him, certainly. And are you worried about, like, like am I being too critical of Steve Kerr? What are your thoughts, man? You're, these are all great questions. Now, I think that, you know, if you look back to – Previous championship winning teams under Steve Kerr, Cyrus, we can't hide from the fact that a lot of those teams had really formidable guys who were bigs down in the paint who had presence. Yes. For example, for example, David West. Like they, in my opinion, they have not had a nasty physical big presence in the paint since the David West days, and and that I'll tell you that role is really important. A guy who can go down there, drop anchor. Maybe he's not going to maybe light you up for a double double, but that's not what Steve Kerr needs from these guys. They need a big who can establish some physicality in the paint and then distribute like Zaza. He was a great distributor. So is Andrew Bogut. Yep. Big, big, nasty big who could also pass the ball and knew how to dish and look for his guys. Now, that's what the team that beat Boston did not have. And that's what the 2022 Warriors. Did not have either. So in it, I, I have to agree with you, Cyrus, that to me, I would prioritize going out and somehow, I don't care if it's free agency, however they have to do it, but find somebody who can give you a little nastiness, 
give you a little physicality and who can also handle the ball enough to facilitate. Um, and, and as to your question as to why Steve Kerr has gone away from that, I mean, Cyrus, I'm posing this as a, a thought. I'm not saying this is a fact, but could it be that when he's looked and they had Wiseman, but that didn't seem to be a fit for the system, but it, could it be that Steve Kerr looks around and says like, I don't see any bigs who can play our style. Like oh, wait, that's probably what it is, but but my response to that is like like dude, lighten up on your pickiness, like like stop <laughs> stop being so peculiar in terms of who you're you you want to fit your system. You're absolutely right, dude. I, I and to answer what we were talking about a few minutes ago about 2022, like what was different then. One thing that was different is the landscape. Like the Warriors didn't have yes. these these massively huge teams to contend with that they do now. The Lakers were not yeah. an issue then. Uh, the Nuggets were missing. Uh, uh, the Nuggets were were totally decimated by injuries, so they were thin. Yeah, um, and they're not thin now; they're much deeper. But the, you look at the, the the four teams who made the conference finals in 2022. Bam Adebayo was the only true big uh, out of the four teams, and even he's not really like he's like six nine. He's not yeah. a, a yeah. massively huge presence out there. He he relies on his skill set as much as athleticism, and so time times have changed. And I don't, and look, they did have Nemanja Bielitsa, who is grossly underrated, in my opinion. Like, Steve Kerr does love his Euro bigs. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, or just his, his international bigs, right? Where there's Bogut, Zaza Pachulia, Nemanja right. Bielitsa. Hopefully, Dario Scharch, uh is the answer this season. But yeah, man, I, it concerns me that the Warriors right now, if Dario Scharch doesn't turn out to be, doesn't maximize his potential, yeah. I think they're in trouble, dude. I really do, man. But. That's just me. I don't know. Any thoughts, anything to add to that, what I just said? or no? Not necessarily, but let's see how he develops. Like, that's a good point. We got to see, and there is a lot of hope pinned on his development, but if he, if he can become the kind of player that can, that can just fill some of the needs we talked about, like, can I get a presence down in the paint? Can I move some bodies around and can I facilitate the ball? If he can do that, and Kerr doesn't ask a lot from his bigs in terms of minutes. Like, if you go back to the Bogut days, Bogut would start games, yes. then pretty much go sit down, give you a couple of minutes in the second, and then yeah. a little bit in the third. That's all. Like, he's not going to ask you to, like, be a hero, but he does need somebody to have a presence. So until that is seen on the court, Cyrus, you and I might be having this conversation again down the road. Well, and just finishing up here, uh, what is your prediction, man? I mean, look, the Warriors made some changes yeah. this year. We yeah. haven't even talked about Chris Paul. You know, like, he's – like, a lot of people think he will – uh fit the Sean Livingston role that they've lost since Livingston left uh, yeah. as a backup point guard who can lead that second unit, who can stabilize things um, that, you know, we got Trace Jackson Davis, uh, a rookie that a lot of people love myself included. Um, you know, we got Dario Sharich. Uh, what, what are your feelings, man? Let, we'll wrap up the show with this, dude. Okay. What do you think is going to happen to the Warriors this year? Are they going to be legitimate world championship contenders? Your thoughts? I think they are. I think they are. And I do think, and I, by the way, for the record, dude, I have never been a Chris Paul fan. That was a real <laughs> tough, real tough adjustment for me. But I got to say, like, I get it. I understand the move because you're right. Since Livingston or even when they had uh, Barbosa, like these kind of veteran guys coming off the bench who can still run the offense without really losing anything. Yep. That's a, a huge help. They didn't have that last year. So that is going to help just maintain calm on the court. If you got to have young players out there like Moody and Kaminga, they will be well served to play with a guy like Chris Paul. I think that's going to help their development. Hell um, yeah. Hell and, yeah. And I mean what I said at the beginning, Cyrus, I think Steph Curry will set the tone and set the example because he knows the clock is ticking. Now he's a world-class athlete, but I think Steph is going to be 
hyper focused this year on playing high level basketball and making sure all the guys around him do that too, where they're not going to be lackadaisical and just hand games away. Cyrus, they did so much of that last year. They get, they gave games away to teams. They had no business losing to. And I think, I think okay. that gets cleaned up this year, really based on the urgency of the timeline that Steph Clay and Draymond have left. So, yes, I think they are going to be in the mix when it comes to competing for a title. Whether they are good enough to beat the best of the best, we'll have a better sense of that, I think, once the season gets started and we see what they look like. But at this point, based on how things ended last year, you know those guys don't want to go home in the second round, dude. That is not what they're about. So, uh, hopefully that's enough of a bad taste in their mouth that they come out this year all business. And I, I have a feeling they will, Cyrus. I've never seen Dub Nation. I know you got you to run, man. Real quick before you go. Yeah. I've never seen Dub Nation this uh, displeased, dissatisfied with Draymond Green. Uh, he, he got a lot of people upset at him over this whole Jordan Poole fiasco. Right. Um, how, are, how are the, you know, you engage with your listeners a lot, man. Like, yeah. how are based on your engagement with, with the, the Warriors fans on your show, how yeah. are people feeling about Draymond Green? Are they souring on him? Is it? Is it hyperbolic what I'm seeing on social media versus what reality is? I, I think it might be, Cyrus. I think by and large, most Warrior fans want Draymond to be back and want him yep. to be kind of the captain behind the scenes. But I think that as more and more information came out about the Jordan Poole story, I think more people started to gravitate back to Draymond. It didn't look good. Let's face it, dude. Watching him sucker punch Jordan Poole was, was tough to watch, but... Once more and more information came out about that, I think people have started to kind of move back to Draymond's side. That's to answer your question. That's the impression I get from our listeners and, and the Warrior fans we talk to. Yeah. Oh, you're the man of the people, Paulie. Uh, what anything you want to promote, brother? Before you go, I I just I want to promote you, dude. Let's do this again, Cyrus. Yeah, I love let's... seeing you. Love having you on, and I love talking Warriors. I'll get you back on my podcast too when the season starts. Please. And- Dude, anytime you need me, let's wrap. I'm always here. I love it, brother. I love it. That is Paulie Mack. He's the host of the Murph and Mack show on KNBR, man. Paulie, thank you, brother. Love you, man. And we'll definitely do this again soon. And shout out Jay Adams. (laughs) Peace out, everyone.